Hi, welcome to the Redway Runners News Podcast for Monday the 30th of March 2020. On this week's podcast, we've got a very powerful interview with E.T., who was a confirmed case with the coronavirus. Fortunately, he's doing much better now, and so he tells us all about that. We then talk to Tim Miles, the Redway Runners medical lead, and he gives his views on what E.T. went through and gives us an update on what's happening. We talk to Nathan how life's going in the Rutherford family and we of course get Nathan to sing us a song and finally we've got a very quick update with Mark Booth from Body Limits and he tells us about what's going on at Body Limits and what they're offering for the Bay Runners. So let's move on to the Redway Runners news. The 31st of March sees membership of Redway Runners end for a lot of people who haven't renewed. If you've renewed, thank you very much. If you haven't renewed and you've told us you're not renewing, thanks, we've updated your record. If you haven't decided whether you want to renew it, you new yet because of the current situation, then that's absolutely fine. What we'll do as a club is keep sending you reminders about renewal you can ignore you can just leave them and what we'll do is we won't deactivate your account but what at the moment once the club starts operating again we would ask that you renew within one month of the club resuming activities and if you don't within that one month we would then deactivate your account what you might want to think about is if you have england athletics as part of your membership you might want to perhaps postpone continuing with England Athletics for the moment and then just join the Redway Runners membership for only £5 for the year to the end of March next year. If you do want to take off England Athletics, then send us an email to rr at redwayrunners.com. We'll change your account round and send you a new payment request just for the £5. In order to try and help people, England Athletics have reduced the membership fee for the England Athletics part from £16 to £15. Unfortunately, doing it at its late stage doesn't help the club at all and, if anything, would add more of a burden on the club. So what we have agreed to avoid refunding £1, which would be an administrative nightmare, is that we will donate all the £1 fees that are paid for England Athletics up until the 31st of March 2021 to the Club Charity of the Year for next year. However, if you would like the £1 refunded, then drop us an email to rr at redwayrunners.com. Our update on the virus as well is that we have now extended no club face-to-face activity so club runs until the end of may 2020 at the earliest we've also issued an update on the redway runners events for 2020 we've decided not to hold the first and relay this year but it will be back in 2021 mk24 is in june and we're still hoping to be able to go ahead with that, but we're keeping it under review. If we have to move it back, it will be the second weekend in September, but obviously we are keeping close tabs on the situation. 
with the old money run and beat the barge and the Santa Santa. We are still aiming to progress with those, but obviously we're keeping an eye on what's happening. We have undertaken a few virtual activities in the club recently. Over last weekend, we did a virtual 5K. Um, the results are now on our website, but only those who entered have the password to view those results. And they've been done in different format. Everyone has been leveled to a result for what you would have been if you were a male aged between 23 and 27. We'll make those results public on the club webpage on Thursday and look out for next weekend's virtual challenge in the club email on Thursday and we'll post it on the Redway Runners Facebook page. Also on the virtual activity we did a pub quiz on Saturday night which was very popular. That's still available on our Facebook page. If you go under videos you can take part and have a go at the pub quiz. We'll be doing another pub quiz this Saturday night with Kevin and Lisa Shepherd hosting that one. So lots for you to do and lots going on. Also um, you can find a number of things to have a go at uh, with the club. You'll find details in the club weekly emails over last week or this week and on our Facebook page. On our Facebook page we're doing a virtual challenge for you every day. On Thursdays, we're doing Core with the Absleys. Mike has also been, Mike King has been sharing his history lessons with the club. So you'll find a page on, on those with history lessons on the Redway Runners website. We, be, we did a podcast run last week from the Gifford Park pub. So you can do the run and listen to some information about that. And we've got more of those coming very, very soon. Anyway, that's plenty for me. Let's get over to the interviews and let's have a listen to E.T. first of all. Hi, um, I've managed to get E.T. on the line. Um, E.T. is the first person that I know who's suffered the coronavirus and E.T. is a Redway runner with us. Um, but my first question to you, E.T., is how have you got the name E.T.? Um, did you come from outer space and um, do you sort of do your running in a basket on the front of a, on front of a bike? That threw well, you, that first question, didn't it? It's a, it's, it's a bit more mundane than that. I, I joined a company in Kidlington uh, in the 1990s and there was already... Um, someone there called e, Ian. Um, my, my Christian name is Ian, although it's spelled with an E, it's a Gaelic spelling. So what happened was that uh, if there were any calls, it would go out on the tannoy, call for Ian, call for Ian. And then I, I, as a new person, I'd just pick up the phone and I kept speaking to this uh, other guy's, all his girlfriends, um, because they were ringing in for this other guy called Ian. So um, after about two weeks, he came, he came into my office. He said, my, my social life's tailed off and it's all your fault. So from now on, you're ET. Ah, oh, it all makes sense now. So anyway, yeah. ET, you've, um, you told me that um, you've been suffering for the last little while with uh, the coronavirus. So what happened? Um, 
Well, it came on toward, at the be at the beginning of this month. I I started to get flu-like symptoms um, about the sixth Mon uh, sorry Monday the ninth of uh, March, um, but it was just at the time flu. There didn't seem to be anything um, uh, particularly uh, unusual about it, um, and then. Um, on the Friday, that's when I started experiencing a shortness of breath, um, this, um, which is obviously one of the symptoms of coronavirus. And I'd never had this before. And um, I couldn't speak like I'm speaking to you now. Every breath was a short one. Um, that was on the Friday. Things didn't get any better over the weekend. Well, they got worse, to be honest. And I started experiencing uh, temperature spikes and um, fever. Um, conversely, also, then I also, my temperature really went down the other way and I, I was shaking just to keep warm. It was, um, it was a very uh, scary time. And uh, it got to Monday and I was very, very ill. I was in a very dark place. Um, on Tuesday morning, an ambulance was called for me. The paramedics were, were wonderful. They, were, they, uh, they did all sorts of tests and then decided that I needed to go into um, uh, hospital. So uh, uh, a bag was quickly packed for me and I went in the ambulance to the hospital. I was admitted to A&E. And um, further tests were done. Um, and after a couple of hours, they decided that I needed to be admitted to hospital. And they took me to an isolation ward. Um, there they pumped me full of antibiotics and other drugs. Yeah, it was a scary, scary time. And that was last Tuesday. Um, it was... Um, uh, I was there for two days until Thursday, by which time my symptoms my, had improved, my SATs had improved, and, and um, uh, they were uh, in normal ranges for me to be discharged. So I was there, there in hospital for two days. Um, it was a surreal experience there in hospital. I um, didn't have any daylight, and from the moment of entering hospital on the Tuesday to the moment of leaving, I never saw anyone's face. All the doctors, nurses, even the cleaners were in full PPE. They had masks on all the time. Um, and I saw dozens of them because they were coming in to give me drugs and uh, check on me and uh, check on the fluids I was getting and, and so on. So, yeah, it was a bit of a surreal experience being in hospital, isolated like that. Um, I left hospital on the Thursday, so that's six days ago from the day of recording this. Um, I'm still very weak. Um, I still occasionally get shortage of breath. Um, but I'm in a far, far better position now than I was on the Monday before I went to hospital.
um, so now I'm recovering slowly at home and it is a slow, long, slow recovery process. I am very tired. I still am very weak, but I'm very positive because I've got through this. And uh, I, I thank all the NHS staff who, uh, who have uh, helped me get through this and, uh, and, and cured the shortness of breath and the, the symptoms. I mean, they are doing a fantastic job. They're in a war. They're being fired on by COVID-19 bullets all the time and they still carry on. I've got so much respect and admiration for what they're doing at this time. So have they told you what the next steps are? I mean, how many more days are you, you know, just got to keep resting and recovering? And, um, you know, presumably, or how long have you got to self-isolate for still? Um, that's an interesting one, Martin. Um, as far as the, the rest and recuperation, that's pretty much down to me and how, because everyone's different. And, you know, I'm just for background, I'm a 58-year-old uh Male, I'm reasonably fit. I go out on club runs. I ran a half marathon last month, so I, I, I'm, I'm reasonably fit. And, and um, it's, it's my fitness levels that help me get through this. I, I'm sure of that. Um, but I'm also um, very weak at the moment, and it's going to take a, a lot longer than it than um, anything else I've ever suffered just to recuperate from this as as to your second question about self-isolation well these things seem to be changing all the time and it's a case of referring to the uh, um, nhs 111 website or the government website on this however my symptoms um started you know almost three weeks ago and i've had gone through this so my self-isolation actually may well be coming to an end this weekend Mm. Um, obviously sorry sorry just to add that my family is self-isolating as well um obviously but they may well have to self-isolate a little longer because um uh, of the incubation period from when i caught had the disease it may take longer in terms of self-isolation for them to to get over the uh the, 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 i think it's the 14 days um that's uh required for the, for them so I, I may well be out of self-isolation this weekend okay um obviously um i know amanda and amanda runs with the club as well must have been a very difficult and scary time for her as well what's um how did she feel and was she being kept informed um she she's been an absolute rock she's been brilliant um, and fortunately, I'm so grateful for this that I haven't passed this this virus on to her. Um, she's a, at the moment in our home office study, working, um, working from from home. So, uh, um, and she's uh, had to take a lot on whilst I've been ill. Um, she was she was obviously very upset last week, especially the Sunday Monday when I was particularly ill before I went to hospital. Um, whilst I was, a, I was in hospital, I was able to talk to her every day and just let her, let her know how I was doing and you know just keep her informed. Um, but yeah, it was a scary time for her because she couldn't visit me. 
she, she, she had to self-isolate. So she was delighted when I came out of hospital, so happy. Um, and she's been looking after me ever since, um, which, uh, which has been very nice. Mm. So things like being able to eat and drink, do you have cravings, not had cravings, um, being told to get lots of okay. fluids in or? That's interesting. Um, um, th throughout most of the uh, time when I was feeling ill and still now, I, I just want to drink water. So I, my, my, my fluids are, 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 I'm keeping up with lots of fluids, um, but mainly just water. I had a, beer a couple of nights ago and it just didn't taste of anything so my taste buds have been a bit strange mm. um the other thing is though that i had no appetite for a long time and um for the two weeks i was ill so for coming out of hospital i lost a stone in weight now that you know I've, I've i'm now at a weight that i've not been since since the early 1990s so well over 25 years ago, but uh, the coronavirus weight loss program is not one I'd recommend to anyone. No, I can imagine and um, certainly puts it in perspective for us. Um, I'm just, you know, um, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. And um, it sounds absolutely horrific. Um, what I'm going to do now is um, I'm going to, in a few moments, talk to Tim Miles and see his take from a medical point of view. If anyone is interested, this um, audio was recorded on Wednesday, the 25th of March, um, with E.T. E.T., thank you very much. Martin, if I could just say one final thing. Of course. I, 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 all I, I, what I want to do is to praise the NHS frontline staff. They've been absolutely fantastic, and everything we can do to slow down the pressure on them is to be welcomed so i just wanted to voice my appreciation sorry i'm just getting a little out of breath now no. just voice my appreciation and thanks to them so that's it martin thank no. you no thank you et that is wonderful and i think everything coming across in the news at the moment is showing what a fantastic job the nhs and all the people on the front line are doing um for the country and it's just a shame one or two people are aren't being very sensible but um thank you et very much okay and et you wanted to add something else to it as well you had another thought just that um whilst i've been in self-isolation and, and, and the family here the whole house here in self-isolation we've uh, we've had a great support network from neighbors and friends some of those friends are redway runners and uh part of the fantastic running community that is Redway Runners. We've, we've got our own group of friends within them and uh, they've been amazingly helpful in um, delivering food to us whilst I was in hospital getting me clothes, additional clothes and things. So I'd just like to voice my uh, thanks to um, the, the Redway Runners who've, uh, who've been helping me over the last two weeks. But it's a fantastic running community. Thank you, Martin. No, thank you, and thank you, ET, and thank you for those kind words. Um, and, um, to the, and thank you to those people from Midway Runners who have been helping you. Um, and thank you for spending your, um, spending your time this afternoon. Thank you, ET.
I've got Tim Miles back on the phone with us, and Tim is the Railway Runners medical lead. And about a week ago, we did a live Facebook feed um, with Tim, and he answered lots of questions for the club. And that was a very popular session with well over 3,600, I think 3,700 people have now watched that. But things have moved on a lot. But first, Tim, you've listened to what ET said. What did you make of that? Well, I found it incredible, really. I mean, we're used to sort of, uh, you know, 80% of this infection affecting, um, you know, the 85 plus years old as a small cohort of 60 to 70 year olds being affected and and then 70 to 80 years old would be the next group of people. So a young, fit, strapping guy like E.T., getting some fairly serious symptoms by the sound of things. I mean, he did sound pretty rough. Uh, yeah, thankfully, and thank God he is out of the woods now and being a bit grotty still, but very much on the on the mend. But yeah, su- surprising that, um, you know, someone as, as young as he is and, and as fit and as healthy uh, is suffered in the way he does, which just goes to show the seriousness of it. I mean, I think most of us realise now that... Um, it doesn't seem to really affect children that much. That said, 0.1% of the deaths have been with young young children. So it is still affecting, you know, it is still affecting everyone, really, although it's still very much the older, and it's the older with comorbidities, but, um, you know, it's affecting everyone, which just really rams home the government's point of self-isolating, and we've heard it, of course, you know, washing our hands and uh, keeping our distance and uh, not touching our faces. But all these things are so true. It can affect us all. So, yeah, so we, we wish him a good recovery. And I'm sure we will be uh, come the summer. We're all about running again and wondering what on earth it was all about. And uh, so I thought I'd just give a quick update, really. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, we, we, we are sort of being covid information sort of to death really so i'm not going to labor the point too much but a lot of us had a lot of messages about testing why aren't we testing and how come everybody's testing and i can buy testing on boot, uh, boots and the amazon and you know there's a clinic one of the london clinics and harley street clinics was offering testing i think it was for 374 pounds or something like this and should i get tested a lot of questions about testing and a lot of uncertainty a lot of worry and uh, a lot of expense if you go down that route well, there's a reason why uh, the government have not yet, uh, you know, these tests you can buy online. There's a reason why we're not using them uh, uh, in the public domain. Uh, they're not overly accurate. They're fairly accurate, but not overly accurate. And of course, with every test, it needs interpreting. It needs to go to a lab. Um, someone, a person needs to then, um, you know, uh, run that test. And uh, it takes a lot of time. And the, the the worst thing that if there's if there's anything worse than a poor than a than not having a test and that's having a test that isn't isn't sensitive, and so you're getting you end up with false negatives and false positives, um, which is worse worse than no test, especially if you think you've got immunity and actually you haven't. So uh, so the government are right to hold off until we have developed a reliable test, which will come about quite soon. And we have got a lot of tests, reliable tests available to us, and they're mostly within the NHS. So if you were ill and in hospital, as the ET was, you would be tested with the reliable test that we have. But of course, we have to remember three months ago, no one was thinking about a test. We were all working on other things. Suddenly, everybody in the world 
wants this test. And these tests, of course, are made up of many different components. And everybody wants those components. So uh, it's unsurprising that there's a bottleneck and a certain amount of rationing that, um, you know, governments will just have to put up with. Um, you know, there, there's two kinds of tests we're looking at, really. There's the antigen test, and that's really for sort of, have I got the disease now? And that's what we have at the minute, and we probably have that in sufficient quantities, although that is scaling up, you know, hugely at the moment. Um, but it is, it is difficult to get some of the components of that test. And even when it does, that's going to really be uh, put for critical workers and uh, you know, people in the NHS and such. And then there's the uh, antibody test, which is the one that people are working on. And um, that will tell you if you've had the virus, so you've had the antibodies. And you still need to wait, wait a few weeks, uh, probably, well, possibly one or up to three, depending on where the science is going to take us. But you have to wait till you're fully recovered to have the antibody test. And that'll tell you if you're protected. We're close to that now. So that's the good news story. Uh, we're not there yet, but we're, we're, we're close to it. Um, so, you know, we have to be used. We're in, a, we're in a very different changed world. We have to be comfortable with living with uncertainty. And, um, you know, that's, that's difficult for some of us and difficult for many of us, really. But these uncertain times, you have to be comfortable. You know, this is not, there are no yes and no answers. We have to be comfortable with living it with uncertainty. Um, uh, another thing I see mentioned quite a lot is, you know, Italy are doing this or Spain have done that. Why aren't we doing it? And they've had that and that's happened there. So why aren't we doing it here? Y you can't really... You, you really can't compare the numbers. The, the demographics of those countries are so different to us. And to make a, a direct comparison with two and then, you know, add it together and say it should be this, you, you really can't do that. So, again, it's it's the data is interesting and it's helping us for sure in many ways. But comparing the two is, is, is not something to do. And, and again, it's just being comfortable in living with these in, with uncertainty in these uncertain, uncertain times. Um, so yeah, Martin, it's a, um, a difficult time for us all. Yeah, it certainly is, Tim, without a doubt. I mean, one of the things I've been quite interested in is the two metre rule. Why, why two metre? Is that as far as somebody's liquids may go if you sneeze or cough, or um, is there something else around it? Well, pretty much. I mean, we, we started off with the three foot rule. I mean, it seems so long ago now. <laughs> and yet only two weeks ago, we were saying three foot. And, and three foot is kind of, you know, what, what we, what the, you know, if you were to sneeze or something, that's about what it would be. But I think they said then six foot as being the, the height of a sort of average male, or roughly. And I think people could get that much more in their understanding and would could imagine what six feet is a bit more, you know, the person lying down or the width of a car or this kind of thing. So I think they've gone with that. And of course, that's super safe so you, you really will be quite you know protected very well with a six foot wall so i think that's probably a good rule and we should stick with that as much as we can and if you're out running with your family because you're not allowed to go out running with anybody else keep all six foot apart that'd be great that's, that's a good rule so you think the um new things that came in for Redway runners last tuesday like um don't doing runs um social distancing um closing the club down was the right thing for everyone and sort of everybody runners to do 
I think we were, yeah, I think so. Yeah, well, uh, well done you, because I think we're absolutely spot on. And um, we sort of have pretty much pitched it, uh, I would say, in my opinion, we've pitched it about right. Um, you know, we want, we are a running club. We want to go running. We insist what we enjoy. But, uh, you know, there comes a time where you've got to just kind of obey the rules. And um, no, I think we pitched it about right, really. Mm. Um, and these things, of course, are not sustainable for very long, which is why the government's held up a little. Um, I mean, we're not in, I mean, people talk about lockdown. Okay, we're in a sort of a, a sort of a state of lockdown, but we're not really in full lockdown there yet. Um, you'll know when we are, because there'll be troops on police on the streets. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know I think we pitched it about right, we t- and we took the right decisions in, in the benefit of hindsight that we have. So, yeah, so, yeah, good on you. So what would you suggest that um, we're all quite, obviously, most people listening to this are going to be keen runners. What sort of things would you suggest we start doing? Well, I mean, I've got a, uh, I, uh, I've got a, uh, a cookbook here at home by Joe Wicks. And I thought he was a chef. It turns out he's got a, a YouTube channel with like hundreds of millions of viewers, 1.8 or whatever his million viewers. So Joe Wicks turns out he's a, a sort of a, you know, a sort of a key fit type guy. So there's all manner of different stuff on YouTube and uh, podcasts, and uh, you know, there's just a wealth of home fitness uh, stuff you can do. Uh, I went for a run today. I discovered some bridal ways that I'd never um, uh, realised were there before around uh, where I live in Heathen Reach. And I'm fortunate in that I've got some lovely woodland around where I live. And uh, at the minute, we're still able to run once a day, uh, no more. And uh, we can do that by and keeping away from people. But hope, if you're isolating at home, um, and you have my deepest sympathy because I, you know, I wouldn't want to be there. But if you are and you cannot go out at all, then there's just a wealth of stuff online. And um, and even looking at uh, on the Redway Runners Facebook page, there's some you know great photographs. Uh, you know, people out running and people putting on their Strava runs. So you can look on those with jealousy and then look forward to a time when you can be out running when you're not isolating. Uh, but there's lots of exercises we can do at home. I heard of a guy in Italy who ran a marathon on his balcony. So I don't know how many laps of the balcony that was. It must be absolutely thousands. And there's people running marathons going up and down stairs, full marathons, 26.2 miles up and down stairs, around their living room. I mean, that must be like an entire day of running. Oh, that's how you keep count but it's possible and uh, you know it's possible to do these things yeah i've been going out and exploring new routes so i'm excited when i get back to club running i'll be taking people on um new paths and trails that have, i haven't explored before so i'm looking forward to that side of things well being a being a friday an occasional friday runner, i don't think we need any more of that i mean it's bad enough as it is some new adventures for you when you come back oh, to a friday morning run <laughs> and your hunch at the i mean we're on three weeks at the moment where we're in this um semi-state and not being able to go out very much do you what's your hunch at the end of three weeks oh it's very difficult to call and um it it is a difficult one and even the you know the the government scientists those two people we're used to seeing flanking boris johnson it's a very difficult call i think when you're when you're implementing the measures we've seen just in the last couple of days you are on the upward curve and we expect that upward curve to last two to three weeks and then flatten but not crucially not peak as it has in these other countries we hope i mean it's you know, we hope it will be a, a you know a flattened curve and then the, the decline will be gradual so i would guess and say 
two to three weeks of worsening, a couple of weeks of it being you know really bad, like headline horror stories, and then easing would be my guess. And I think the easing will be fairly constant. I think these measures will be lifted probably at the end of that two to three week period and when i say lifted it'll be a very gradual lifting because of course what you can't just have everyone back to back to normal again we're not going to be back to normal for some months yet but you but there are things we can do with you know you can allow international flights you can allow certain things to happen gatherings of certain numbers um and again it's a judgment as to when we consider there's 80 percent immunity in the community which is where you, people hear this term herd immunity um, and that confers when there's about 80 percent immunity or what we think to be immunity then um you know so people having the antibodies having had the illness and got better when there's about 80 percent of it it's safer to do these these other things that we're so used to so a few weeks yet and then you know an improvement a slow improvement after that would, would, would be my guess. But it's just a guess. Yeah. Well, thanks, Tim, for that. That um, really is helpful. Perhaps if we have another change in the situation, we can do another recording for the podcast as well. Um, any final yeah. thoughts or tips you want to add to that? Yeah, very happy to. I mean, we, we'll keep these podcasts going while, when we think we've got something to say. Um, and if you feel you've got something to ask, then do we can you know you can put that onto Facebook or something. We'll try and address that. Um, if if you can't find it elsewhere, there's a wealth of information out there that you, you should be able to find it. Um, and I would just say um, there's a lot of there's an awful lot of fear attached to this, and um, the, the fear is almost worse than the thing itself. So much fear, so much misinformation, so much you know, stuff that's, you know, everyone seems to be an expert and, you know, people shouting at each other almost on Facebook. Um, not so much red ways. I mean, I think we were, you know, thoroughly decent bunch of people. Um, but, you know, just let's be kind. Let's be nice. Let's realise that it is a fearful time for many people. And, and you know, let's let's live and get above that fear because the fear of it is is really, for most of us, unfounded, as E.T. has, has shown even someone who's very, very unwell has, has made an extremely good recovery. The government are pouring, you know, supplies and resources and money into it, which takes time to gear up, but it, it'll get there. And it's, you know, it's unprecedented, really. So, you know, let's be nice, let's be kind. Uh, let's read data that's from good, reliable, reputable sources that have a reference. And uh, let's volunteer. The latest thing with the government has uh, been an excellent idea and they've, they've surpassed their figures. And, uh, you know, if we're not running, which of course we're not, uh, and you have uh, got time and you're perhaps even out of work or, you know, restricted in your work, then, uh, hey, let's volunteer. We need you. We're healthy people in what we're running. Let's step up. Yeah, let's join the fight. That's great. Some positive messaging in there, um, Tim. I um, certainly agree with all that. I mean, I spoke to somebody today and said, you know, we are making history at the moment. And I think um, we will all remember mm. this um, yeah, in years to come. Will. Certainly be a part yeah, of yeah. world For history. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Tim. That's been really useful. We will speak again. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Thanks, Martin. All the best. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Um, I'm on the phone now with um, Nathan Rutherford. Uh, I think everybody in the club pretty much knows Nathan. So uh, how's how's the lockdown, or we're not supposed to call it lockdown, going for the Rutherford household? 
Oh, it's not too bad at the moment. I think some people have been calling it like a grounding, haven't they? And a bit of a... Um, but a so I adhere to the rules as such, but it's not been too bad at the moment. I've been working home the last couple of days just um, catching up on a bit of admin work because usually my role is front of house, so just obviously adapting to working from home. And I did go for one sneaky run last night at 7 o'clock because we are allowed one form of exercise as well, and there was not a soul to be seen. It was very surreal and weird, but um, it just it's annoying, isn't it, um, in a way? Not annoying, but... The sun is shining and we're all locked down. I know, it's beautiful outside at the moment. It is beautiful, it is beautiful. It's... But obviously we are saving lives, we're protecting the NHS and we are adhering to the rules. And the more we do that, the more we can save lives as well. Yeah. And the more we can actually get back to normal and normality and do club runs, park runs, um, obviously once we've reached that peak and um, it starts to have a bit of a decline with COVID-19. Yes, certainly. So um, are you, you're working from home at the moment, are you? Yes, I am working from home at the moment, all set up on a, a table in the living room and alongside my uh, housemate Joe, who's uh, living with us at the moment. Uh, she's in the dining room table. She's also working from home. So we are social distancing as well with the uh, the two desks as well at home. Fab, and you got out for a run. What about your drama group? Is that all? Yeah, so that's all on hold at the moment because one, it's based in the school anyway. So we only usually do it during term time. And um, so obviously that's all closed down for the time being. Uh, and yeah, we were, uh, that's on hold until further notice until obviously we can obviously all get back together and go back into gatherings as well. So, but we did Oliver a couple of weeks ago, so we're glad we got Oliver in where the kids uh, did that production. Um, and then we'll just have to wait maybe until the autumn time, uh, winter time, where we can actually do more productions as so, such. So you didn't have a summer show um, on the... on the um, No, because... I mean, we usually have shows either June, July sort of time, either a variety show or the kids do another show or the adults do um, a show as well. But, um, yeah, no, luckily we didn't have anything planned as yet, but we were, we were trying to plan some stuff. But hopefully we can push that all back to uh, towards autumn and winter time. Fabulous. So, um, I mean, obviously, we at the moment, I think we're all um, making history at the moment, and we're going to look back on this in the future. So can you see the coronavirus, the the play coming, or coronavirus, the musical? Do you know what? I can, or certainly uh, a film or a TV programme, because I, I said on a status a couple of weeks ago, I think COVID-19 it will be a fantastic name for a TV programme or film. I don't mean it's a fantastic thing, COVID-19, no. just to clarify, because um, it's an absolutely awful thing. But, yeah, we might even see, maybe even see a play at the National Theatre um, based on this. Um, we might even see someone uh, doing a, like, um, someone playing Boris on the stage, which, um, which would be always good fun, I think, to see. Who do you think you'd play then, um, Nathan? Or in COVID nineteen play? Oh, interesting. I think I, I think I'd give Bojo a go actually because I think he's on my sort of level of personality um, in some ways. Um, obviously, in some ways, no. But um, I think he's an interesting character to play. So I would uh, certainly give it my best shot. I would say I could see you as a Boris Johnson in a in a play or a, a film. Absolutely, because I feel like I wouldn't necessarily. I think the um, obviously as much as they've given amazing information. Uh, the chief medical officer and the chief scientific officer are quite straight-laced because obviously they have to be yeah. uh, they're very professional in what they do. So I think I'd have to have the one with the personality if I was going to play anyone. So I, I think we should almost audition you, audition you. You should sing us a song that could be in the um, 
in the play or the film. Um, the play, what... indeed, yes. I just changed the lyrics slightly. Um, I'm obviously uh, rambling some ideas around in the uh, the old cranium as we speak. I will, um, I'll start if you want. Yes, please. We're not going on a summer holiday. We have to social distance for the time being. Once we get through the peak of COVID-19, then we can go back to normal. To a running. There we are, a little oh. bit for you. Oh, that's that. That's absolutely fantastic. They are cheering in the um in the back rows here, Sarah and Jacob. And Archie's come up as well. He's got excited by it. Oh, that was fantastic. Okay, thank you. And um, hope you and Ali and the rest of your household stay household friendly and running together. Well, now, thank you very much. Thank you, Martin. You take care of yourself and you stay safe as well. And stay safe, everyone who's listening. Okay, thank you, Nathan. I'm out for a run this morning and I'm social distancing with Mark Booth from Body Limits and he's going to sh- talk quite loudly so we can get this into the phone. So Mark, what's Body Limits doing at this difficult time for you? Uh, as we all know, it's very, very tough at the moment out there. It's great to see so many people out still running and uh, walking and cycling and stuff, so it's great. But Body Limits itself obviously was shut, obviously because it's a, uh, it's one of them fields where interaction with people is the only way to be able to treat them but we are running an online self-help and we can do FaceTime with people with injuries reference taping stretching and anything we can give somebody to help at home we are running online service any of you guys out there from Redway Runners have any problems at all just contact Body Limits and we'll put you in touch with one of the therapists and you can have some one-to-one time with any problems we can help with at all out there but keep safe and keep fit and hopefully see you and how do they contact you? Is that via the Facebook page or calling or? They can phone us, it'll go straight through to one of us and then we'll get somebody to phone them back uh, and a bit of one-to-one time with the therapist. Okay, and that's presumably just in office hours, nine to five-ish, is it? Yeah, we can get in touch with anybody at any time in there, especially those key workers uh, who are out there can only do it in the evening. We will make somebody available for you at the time which suits you. Okay, that's fab. That's Body Limits in um, Newport Pagnell. So get in touch with them. And thank you, Mark, for that. Um, thank you. That's all the interviews for this week's Redway Runners News Podcast. Just time for me to give you the numbers. Obviously, it's zero for the number of club runs and zero runners for the last week. So, there's two other different numbers for you. First of all, the first number is 4,045. And the second number is 6,206. Do you know what they might be? 4,045 is the number of email addresses that the Club Weekly email goes to every week. 6,206 is the number of followers we have on our Facebook page. Don't forget to look out for lots of content on our Facebook, Redway Runners Facebook page. Lots of social media stuff is going up on there at the moment. Also listen to our previous podcasts, so don't forget to subscribe to these podcasts. And make sure you get the Club Weekly email. If you're not getting it, let us know and we can make sure you're on the circulation list. And don't forget to renew if you haven't done that yet. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, That's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye.